obviously. Um, I'm a huge Caps fan. I always have been. And to be there at that game with my teammates and for us to bring, you know, our gold medals to to there and share it with everyone in this area was really, really special for me. And just the support and it's been tremendous from everyone in this area. And you could feel that there at that game. Welcome to Sports on the Hill podcast. Hashtag DC Sports Without the Politics with Carol and Robbie on True Radio Network. And welcome to episode 322 of Sports on the Hill podcast. Uh, I've titled this Going Streaking with the Caps, uh, plus Commanders and Wizards talk as well. Um, we will uh, be discussing a bunch of different topics on uh, tonight's show. Uh, we've got three of our guests already live, um, and um, they are uh, going to be joining us to discuss all the different things that we've uh, gotten to experience together uh, as a group um, on Saturday specifically, but also the week that was for the Capitals. Um, there is a live uh, Wizards game also going on right now. Um, and uh, so we will be uh, monitoring that game as well. And uh, that game right now, Milwaukee is up 134 to 124. Um, so it's, there's three minutes and 13 seconds left. Uh, so I will leave uh, the scoreboard up for that. Um, and uh, yeah, so lots to talk about. We'll I'll talk about that Wizards game. There's also a live Monday night football game. Uh, that game is going on between uh, the Chiefs uh, and the Eagles. I'd say um, if you guys remember the Super Bowl last year, uh, it was a battle of the Kelsey brothers. And once again, they're doing battle. Uh, so we will be giving updates on that. That game is tied 7-7 with 6.50 uh, left in the first half. Um, and Milwaukee's now up 137 to 124, which is to be expected. Um, and uh, I want to thank everybody on Twitch. We already had a hype train. Uh, so thank you for all the support. So Carly, uh, Champ, and Tina French all had longtime subs. And I appreciate all of uh, the um, mods and VIPs uh, in chat. And then uh, I appreciate T-Dog uh, for joining us live on Twitch. And I'm sure that he will join us now. Um, he's Troy on Facebook. And uh, so a couple other just quick scoring updates. Uh, the Panthers lead the Oilers right now four to three and the national uh, uh, predators uh, just scored and they lead the avalanche two to one in some of the other games that were on trained live uh, thanks to the score bot on Twitch. So lots of exciting stuff to talk about. I'm going to bring in Gil first uh, and uh, get uh, Gil's uh, quick thoughts on his show this week uh, while I share this to a couple of different groups. Ah, uh, yes. So it's uh, the mermaid and myself um, back for uh, uh, coverage of the two games that we uh, went through this week. Um, 
Of course, the one we were all at, we'll talk about in a minute, but uh, also the Vegas game. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, I, I had a little, I had, uh, you guys already commented in the warm up. Uh, I had to add a little extra censoring because I was uh, none too pleased with uh, some of the developments in those games, even though there were two wins. So, um, full disclosure, maybe a little not safe for work, although I tried to make it safe for work, but, um, uh, I think you did make... a good job of censoring yourself with uh, great, <laughs> to great effect, I will put. And uh, so I think that that <laughs> might be worth listening to just for that. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I definitely recommend everybody uh, go check it out. It does. He does a great summary of the week and the game. We're going to be doing a very similar thing on uh, tonight's uh, show, um, but now in video form, because I actually will add video and effects um not sound effects but uh video effects uh to our conversation um and that will be um really kind of fun for you guys to see all the different pictures that we took of the meetup and then also a video mm-hmm. of the um of the reactions to each of the goals uh and so we'll have some uh funny uh commentary on uh, maybe some of gill's dance moves and uh yeah it's <laughs> <gonna> be, uh, <laughs> um you know it'll it'll be a fun time tonight uh, live uh so i definitely people will listen to this but i definitely think it's gonna be worth watching i'm definitely gonna uh encourage people if they are listening back later to maybe come back and watch at least some of the segments of this we're gonna do an extra long hockey talk we're then gonna talk about the commanders that are horrible um and uh very disappointing and uh lost to the rangers oh not the rangers sorry the uh giants um the uh well, they probably would have lost to the Rangers, too. Yeah, they probably would have. It's true. Um, it's just very frustrating. And so we will di- we'll dissect that with Dujanae and Champ. And then we'll talk about the Wizards, who constantly implode, as um, they are right now, um, and have last week when we were live on air, and pretty much every time in between. Um, and so we'll talk about them a little bit at the end, as well as this Monday Night Football game. Um, but uh, we're going to bring in our two other guests. The first one is Anna. Um, and it was so great to finally get to meet you in person and give I you know, a same. And it's, I was doing the math. It had been six years ago. I had a conversation and, um, in about December, about six years ago, uh, we had you on the show for the first time as a caller using the phone line that you <laughs> used to call in on, uh, before we had this. Um, but I'm so happy uh, that we're here six years later. We actually got to meet in person and, uh, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great and I love this I do love this panel tonight because I feel the same way I'm so glad I had a chance to go to the game oh my gosh and to meet all of you in person um Gil and I go back you got to go too because like we talked last week and you were like the one person is the holdout and we we're like no I, I didn't want to like beg you live on air but I don't <laughs> and you know at least and I really know. like honestly it was I thought my my brother-in-law's family was coming in and I was like okay they're gonna come in the Saturday before they're driving down from Massachusetts and okay and then it was like crickets okay I'm like you know what if you're not going to do it, just tell me because I want to go to this. So it just all worked out. And um, Stephanie was fantastic and she loved meeting all of you and she's a big fan of the show. So that was uh, really cool to have, to have that. But yeah, it was just, you know, it's so crazy because she's like, well, don't you know? I'm like, no, I've never met Robbie in person. (laughs) 
I said, and now I haven't met Cheryl Ann. And I said, Gil and I have known each other like off and on for six years. I said, but we've only met each other like in person, maybe five or six times. So this was, uh, it was incredible. And I just, I loved every part of Saturday night. It was really great. It's amazing the chemistry you can build through, you know, doing even these conversations on yeah. Zoom. You know, through Twitch, I have so many great relationships with people of a wide variety of different, you know, topics and, um, you know, you know, I watch musicians and other stuff. And so it's really cool to watch as it is. I'm hiding my food from my cat. So <laughs> I did was able to attract a cat. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's so cool because the fact that we, even though we had never met each other, but I felt like we had such a connection immediately. Yes. It felt like I had known you for six years, you know, and immediately. So, and that's yeah. how I felt with Liz. And yeah. like, that's what was so cool. And then, and Cheryl and I was like, oh, I, like, we are like old friends. So it, and I think that's what makes it so special is that it was like, as if, you know, we had all known each other for so long and, um, and that and what a cool night and just, just, it was very, very cool. So I'm glad I had an opportunity. I'm glad my brother-in-law bailed. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I am too. So, you know, it's, uh, um, yeah, I, I'm just excited because I definitely want to do another one in March. Everyone seems very excited about this. I know a lot of other people that wanted to be a part of it, but couldn't. And so uh, yeah. I'm thinking if we do that first weekend in March on a, a Sunday, it's like a one o'clock game. Yes. I think an afternoon game is easier to get to for a lot of people. The football season is over, you yep. know, and so, and then maybe I could bring Zach and Zach could meet all you guys, you know, and oh, so that would be, that would be so kind cool. of a cool, you know, thing, you know, for him, you know, to experience, you know, my friends that he's seen, you know, in videos and stuff. Like that. <laughs> um, and it would be cool to even maybe get Carol there. So, you know, Oh my goodness. So uh, no promises when this is still early things, but I was, I was looking at that game because it opens up opportunities that maybe a night game didn't. And we already did one night game and it gives. Yeah. A group well, of and it's like, it's well, come on. It's like three, three. Yeah. So like the, that's just like a amazing number in itself. It's a week from my birthday. Yeah. Just saying. Right. Um, it's the week before Liz's birthday too. You know, yeah. So, but, but I or think that, that one o'clock game makes it a lot yeah. easier because then people have to metro in and out, and it, it's you know no one's dealing with um sketchy Chinatown at night. <laughs> right. It's true. You know. So. Um. So yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it as we get closer. But I definitely, um, at least wanted to put that out there. Next yeah. person to bring in is C four. It was so great. I mean, C four and I got to meet last year on my birthday. Um, and you know, I got to exchange and say hi and all that sort of stuff, and that was great. And and we won that game. Uh, but it was so much cooler to be able to sit. Scores! Let's go. Sorry, uh, Colorado just scored. <laughs> nice. um and it was it's great that your whole community was behind us and you know it was a, a great experience uh, to be able to share a game with you guys and um you and the people next to you and other people in our section were very entertaining i have to say uh there, we'll, we'll get into it a little bit later but some of these girls that were sitting in front of us you have to uh, what they were doing there, or, <clears throat> in how, a word Oi. Right. And yeah. I, I, yeah, spoiler alert, they get talked about on our episode. They keep getting up and down. <laughs> well, they kind of stumbled in the section and then stumbled out of our lives. <laughs> yeah. Down in front. There, there's commentary on our episode about that. Yeah, spoiler lies, alert. Yes, no, it's true. There is some good commentary in that. There's also just, you know, there's so many different things in our section. It was so fun to be able to have like a whole row and, you know, and be able to meet different people and things like so, that. Yeah, if we do decide to do this in March, I have a contact that 
I might be able to get us a group set group tickets. Nice. Yeah. So, um, or at least get a group of them, and then if folks want to bomb on and other tickets, they can. Down there too. Who? Grant. Oh yeah, I don't think Grant would come back in March. No, no, (laughs) it'd be too soon. He he gets one trip across the pond a year. Yeah. Yeah. So. So yeah, but it could happen. We'll it yeah, I have a contact, so we can that. get yeah. put Forsberg on his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, they can hear you. Care? All right, he's watching the Colorado game. Um, he yeah. follows Colorado as well as the Capitals. Marcus does. Uh, Landis Gog is one of his favorite players. Is my favorite player. Is his favorite player. Yeah. Next to Ovi or ahead of Ovi? He's Ovi. not dead Ooh. yet. <laughs> he's not dead yet <laughs> bring out your dad no oh, that's a power. anyway um no i had a great time meeting you guys the other night um can't wait to do it again i mean gil and i've met in person a couple times already and then robbie last year for what all of 10 minutes or so right. on his birthday and then anna last night i mean it's just like it was like this all you know absolutely yeah. so much fun it was pretty cool all right, well, let's uh, we'll rewind a little bit and talk about the first game first, and then we uh, I have pictures and other things to show while we discuss the game that we all went to. Um, and uh, night never yeah. surrenders. <laughs> um, but Anna, why don't you break down uh, the first uh, game, and then we can go on from there. Yeah, sure thing. So here we go with the Capitals, you know, pseudo welcoming the Golden Knights. Uh, first period six. 1939. Dylan Strom gets number seven, assisted by the cookie. You cannot go wrong with that. Uh, love both of these players. Uh, no goals in the second. Third period at 1911. Connor McMichael with number four, assisted by Carlson and Sandine. Yeah, big old happy dance on that one. Um, and then about 16 seconds later, I love this. Uh, Malenstein absolutely bigger happy this. <laughs> um scores the second to make it a 3-0 win and a shutout for Lindgren what a freaking fantastic game especially against I, Vegas. Saying, I, to... I, lo- <laughs> I love everything about it um I think the only con I have is the face face off percentage which was 69 versus 31 and the Knights over uh the Caps but <laughs> overall overall it was a shutout it was fantastic and it was like uh i love everybody who scored i mean i, I just like i have nothing i've got nothing negative to say and and i love the fact that um you know vegas got shut out in dc yes yeah i i agree i thought it was a great game you know gil and i both were very worried about this game going yeah. into it. um gil what were some of your thoughts on that well i think um and and we didn't i i it must have slipped my mind but uh we didn't quite get into this uh during our episode but i think a key moment uh of the game was early on when uh dylan mcelrath had his scrap with colisar <laughs> and uh if uh everybody remembers um i said something about watch out for vegas and their physicality well if you look at the hit count um vegas wasn't all that physical (laughs) nine hits and i think that fight kind of set the tone 
for how the game was going to be. Uh, McElrath ran over a Vegas forward. I forget who it was. Uh, and Colasar jumped in to uh, take exception. And uh, McElrath uh, pounded him in, into the ice yeah. uh, just about um, to the point where if you if you saw the, the penalty box camera view, um, he was still <laughs> going like Colasar was doing one of these like uh, <laughs> give me an ice pack now and there was also like is my really jaw strong here. yeah <laughs> and uh so I, I think that that really set the tone and it, and it did not turn into as physical a game as vegas wanted to play or usually played so i think that that was key but still uh vegas still managed to get 35 shots at charlie lindgren um, but Charlie Lindgren managed to turn them all aside. So, um, and that's admittedly something maybe that the Caps haven't had in goal is that key save. Um, so, yeah, the, the, between those two things, I mean, the goals are great. Uh, now, you know, Milano, that great pass to Strom to open the scoring, can't, can't win without goals. But, yeah, you, you put it all together. You know that that's that's what uh, that that's what it came out to, and uh, I think I don't know how he's it, how Coach Carberry is going to have going to have to work it in, but they need something of an element of toughness, um, and they've kind of been lacking it, and I don't know where they're going to get it from. Um, and well, I think everyone's expecting Tommy to drop the glove. I was and- about to say I didn't want to point any fingers at our yeah, boy. But- but honestly, because uh, I, I will just say Stephanie asked the same thing the other night. And my initial reaction was, you know what? He's wearing the A and right. I think he is trying to to elevate his game and um, be a leader and whatever else. Not to say he's not going to drop the gloves and not to say he's not going to kick somebody's ass, which we all want. But I think he's also not who we are like, like it's a given. Um, but I do think I agree with you. Like Gail, like uh, who, who is the next Tommy? Um, I don't know, but I do think that this, um, uh, this little, you know, a little rumble, whatever you want to call it, uh, against Vegas was, um, was a nice little tease, but I do think that there's others that can, uh, step up and really, um, represent Tommy the best they can. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I think Tommy's taken a bit more of a Zen approach to this game, given his added responsibilities with great power come much responsibility. Stop. Exactly yeah. what I was going to say. And not you know, like he, that though. You be <laughs> like, no, 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 not like that. <laughs> okay. Um, but you. he has, he's matured too quite a bit, you know, mm-hmm. over the, and he's, he's learned, he's figured out there's a time and a place. Yeah. And, um, so he want he may not start as much as he used to, but he sure as hell will finish it. Oh yeah. So. And this was like, you know, the guy, the opponent, like the Vegas Knights, it was like, it wasn't Ryan Reeves, you know, it wasn't, you know, uh, a Mars assault, like some other D bag who's played on that team or is on that team. Um, so you know it, it's it's like you know what okay Tommy you know like we're gonna save you for something if we have to but um you know what other guys are to come up and that's kind of like their initiation into uh welcome to the the NHL you know right. you're gonna you're gonna do something at some point and uh and that's it so we'll see 
Exactly. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I was just really happy to see us get a victory. We were able to continue some of the momentum that we had been building, you know, in the previous week. And we knew that there was going to be a long layoff um, and for the next um, uh, game. Yeah, so it was important, I think, to get that win to get some momentum going into it. Yeah. Uh, and I think that they were able to utilize that. And they still had a slow, sluggish first in the, in the following game which we'll talk about but i i still think that this helped push them through hopefully and uh i will say that kansas city did just score a touchdown and <laughs> make a 14 7 145 my homes my auto just Sorry. scored it's now three two wait, uh, power play goal nice um cool yeah yeah oh, i see it here um so that's in the second period and uh yeah uh congratulations carly just caught a pokemon um (laughs) all right so uh do we have anything more that we think that we need to say about this vegas Knights game or should we just go into this deep dive now i say we move on on? let's see i'm gonna try a couple of different things i've never tried before but I, i like trying stuff so um let's see if this works um this is supposed to have screen sharing and it does and then speed to find this. Aha! This works. Give me one second. I have to do a couple of little tweaks over on my OBS to make sure. Look at us. We're, we're, so, we're, we're, so, we're so creepy in the background. <laughs> it's funny. It worked on the uh, Windows, but of course it worked my uh, uh, my Twitch one. So hold on. Who's that? Fix that. I know, um, oh, him. That's Jim Rogers. I don't know. I thought that was Jim Rogers. No, he's Jim Rogers. I don't oh. know who he is. Uh, and then. Where's Jenny? Jenny is hiding. I was going to say, is she hiding behind Jim? No, no, she's hiding behind <laughs> you, I think. Oh, I see her. She's hiding behind me and Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Perfect. All right. Awesome. All right. Let me just make sure. Wait, are we, do we miss, are we missing Anna? Where'd she go? I don't know. I think Anna's camera went off or something. Okay. Um, all right. But I think that this looks right. I'm going to have to. Yeah. All right. So I just want to point this out, you know, including this game, um, the Charlie Lindgren has been playing lights out hockey going into it i'm happy that they went with him uh you can see here the stats is after the game uh but uh he's been you know stellar uh as a goalie and so i just wanted to share this screenshot that i got Uh, i wanted to set the stage uh we went and had date night uh, with me and my wife uh, before uh, we went to it um you know i i like the food i don't love the concept of this place basically you order all using an app and you pay for everything ahead of time and then it comes to you maybe you know so it's actually a pizza roll so it's made of pizza and you dip it in pizza sauce it's pretty good that looks good yeah these cheesesteak won everything though it's the one of the best cheesesteaks i've had in a long time and i went to college in philly and then we also got the um the chicken burger or the no the um, chicken sandwich this is the cheesesteak that looks good and this is the uh, chicken burger with like bacon yeah i just gained like 10 pounds looking at all of that 
So it, it was um it was good. It, so um I'm trying to remember the name of this place. It's the one on the corner. It's uh got the guy. It's, it's up top of Caesar Sportsbook. It's the yes. uh, Guy Fieri place. Guy Fieri. Yeah, I don't know what it's called, but it's the Guy Fieri restaurant uh right above it. It's an interesting concept. I like having a waiter. So I don't know if I would do it again, you know, but if I did, these meals are too big. I'd almost like split a cheesesteak for, for between two people and then um the desserts looked good. The pizza thing was okay, but it, it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Anyway, so then uh, we got in uh, right before uh, the, it started. Um, actually, I have a more zoomed in picture here. Um, and so you can kind of see uh, the, the gang that got together. And um, so this is really cool. Um, I'm yeah. so happy that we got to uh, meet Grant. And uh, even if it was just briefly, but it was uh, great to finally get to see him at a game in person. Uh, so that was really cool. And, um, and, uh, yeah, a bunch of other people showed up, but everyone wanted to take the picture right at 645. I was like, I thought that it was going to start then we were going to hang out for 10 minutes and then we'd all go to watch the warmups together, but everyone just wanted the picture and then to do their own thing, which is totally fine. I'm, I'm excited that I got to meet as many of them as I did. I think I, Wait, Marcus is actually smiling in that one. <laughs> uh, yes, it's true. Um, and, uh, so, oops, um, let me see, does this work? Can I move it around? Oh my God, that is a smile on his face. Yes, it, isn't it? So, um, so there you go. I got a bunch of different pictures that we got of that. I put all of them in here. Just uh, and then we finally got to meet Anna. And here is the the whole yep. group, everyone that's here. Um, and so, um, <laughs> so that yeah. one's cute. It was good. I like this one. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was great to have all of us there. Get to meet, um, hang out by the coffee fights cancer. I have to give a little shout out to this booth that's behind us. It's a new type of concession stand by the overlords <laughs> of uh, Jeff Bezos. I love that thing. Who's, who's um, bro- you know, giving us this broadcast on Twitch? So you know, he's literally has his hand in everything. Uh, but it's a convenience store with a bazillion cameras. I wonder if can I zoom in? Oh yeah, I can. Yeah. Uh, en- enhance um so you can see here these are like a million cameras um and does this work where i can live oh yeah i can show it on twitch with a different mouse that's confusing um and so there's a lot of different cameras up there they're all scanning you live and you put your credit card in before you enter and you show them your id and you just walk out with the beverage and it just scans you and charges you later which is just like the wildest thing i've ever heard uh, but no lines. So I'd rather do that than stand in line and a really good uh, amount of different types of food options. I still don't know how much I spent though in there. That's the downside, right? But um, you know. Um, Find out when you get the bills. Exactly. Uh, so then we uh, went down and uh, went to warmups, which was super fun. Um, and we had a good time down there and we got another uh, selfie of the three of us uh, before going up. And uh, so, yeah, and let me see if I can stop this screen share and open up uh, a thing. Um, but yeah, so that was super fun. Uh, I'll let Gil talk a little bit about what his thoughts are around warmups, and then I'll pull up some video. Um, <clears throat> warmups are probably uh, one of the favorite things about actually going to the game. Um, if you don't happen to have be the lucky ones to be in the lower bowl, uh, it's a great way to, uh, you know, get get as close to the experience as you can um especially uh if you're on the well of course you're going to want to be on the cap side to see see them uh uh you know take part and uh and and prepare uh, and all that uh i hope everybody uh 
on our page uh, saw the uh, the pics that I posted, uh, but uh, stuff like uh, you know uh, Tom Wilson taking a breather, you know, and uh, yeah, so so you're enjoying it on the video that uh, Robbie showing. Stop, stop talking right there. Just yeah, <laughs> Tom Wilson and, taking a breather. Episode over. Yeah, <laughs> just air it. We're good. And and uh, Anthony Mantha in his hockey fights hands, uh, hockey fights cancer cap, wearing it backwards. Um, and and Milano and uh, a bunch of the other guys. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is this is what the video that Robbie's playing. It, it's that's as close as you're probably going to get to the actual game, and it's it's real neat to you know watch him skate around, feel the coolness of the ice. You know, hear the hear the shots smack off the stick and then onto the glass, or if you're lucky, hit the pipe. Uh, you know, or you know, on on the net and just hear the blades on the ice. And uh, the the sensation is like no other, really. It's not. So I I strongly urge it if if you got time to get out to a game. Yeah, I highly recommend it too. This is why I wanted people to stay around, but I don't think people knew what I was trying to do. But it's fine. I didn't do a good job explaining it, but now people know. They come to another one of these. We're going to show up, you know, when if the puck drops at one, let's say we go to that one. We'll be there, you know, as early as they let us in. So that way we can, you know, 30 minutes before game time, they do this. And it's awesome. It's so much fun to watch. I'm happy I got to record some of it. If you have a Capital One card, there's an entrance on 6th Street called the Capital One entrance. They open up 15 minutes prior to the rest of the doors. So it would be, uh, so the game at one, they would actually open at, they would normally open at 12. So we would get in at 1145. So it really, it really does matter what's in your wallet. Sometimes. Um, I just want to do a screen grab right here. You can see Mantha wearing the backwards cap that Gil was talking yep. about earlier um, in, in that shot right there. So it was really cool that you can really get to see it. And it's fun to go back to some of this footage later and you know, sort of see, you know, how they warm up and how they prepare for, her. you know, ultimately it was a really good game. And then uh, it was a hockey uh, fights uh, cancer night, but I really like their opening. I think I may actually have audio. Let's see if this audio picks up on the podcast. But this was like a Saturday Night Live bit. I don't know if that's picking up. Sorry. Sort of. Sort of. Okay. Um, so basically, what it was it was a Saturday Night Live bit where it, they're introducing them like you would see before a Saturday Night Live episode because it was Saturday, which I I thought that that was kind of cool. Um, and then. Uh, it was hockey fights cancer, and they uh, everyone put um, their uh, flashlights out, which I thought was like a really cool moment. Uh, so you can see some of that here. Let me sort of. Um, but uh, I'll let C four talk to talk about some of that because I know that's something that's an important thing to you and that you'd go every uh, year for. Yeah, I've gone every year for the last three years, uh, 2021, 2022, and this year. And it's the one game I will not miss mm -hmm. if I can go come hell or high water. I will be going to this game every year. My husband died of brain cancer three years ago, um, 2020. And um, just they raised the money for, and, and it goes to a, a couple of different places, Monumental Sports, some of it. Uh, you can also donate to the V Foundation. They have um, a partnership with the V Foundation, Jimmy Valvano, 
Um, but just the fact that they're doing this to raise money to fight cancer, all cancers, um, brain cancer, breast cancer, whatever. And then just to have the opportunity to share the moments of who you're fighting for. Um, and the, I think it's the second period they ask you to hold up your towels and they, everybody got a towel and I took mine upstairs earlier. So I, or I would show it to you and you could write the name on the towel, who you're fighting for. And, um, so yeah, so I actually, um, my husband can, of course, and then, um, uh, my sister Maria had breast cancer. She, um, had surgery and stuff this year and she is actually now cancer free. So that's all good. That's so, good. Happy to hear that. Yeah. She was diagnosed about a year ago and, uh, she had all her surgery and stuff in Jan I think January, February, she had her surgeries. And then, well, February, she had, she went ahead and did the double mastectomy and, um, she actually, and then I think she had a reconstruction in, um, I think March, she had her reconstruction and she's all, so she's now cancer free, but it just, it's just the one game that I will go to every year. I will not miss it. I don't care. I mean, if I'm dead, I'm not going to miss this game. Right. <laughs> oh, and this is this is jazz who happened to just appear on my lap there you go. <laughs> my little bobtail kitty <laughs> um, yeah so i mean i'm i'm happy that it was uh it was a, a really good night uh, in that regards i think that they do it well give everyone these towels i got uh one i think i have it upstairs i, I was surprised if i had it as a prop um but uh yeah it, it was it was cool to sort of see everyone and how they, who they fight for. And I know Wes did a really nice video tribute on his page um, and yeah. uh, the people that he fights for. And uh, so I think it's, a, it's an important thing. Unfortunately, cancer affects us all. Right. And so um, yeah. I, I think that it's an important thing. And I, I'm disappointed that the NHL doesn't allow them to wear their jerseys before for like, especially like for things like this, but yeah. That's not fanatics. It was the NHL. No, it was both. Was it? Both, yeah. Came in agreement to to not do it. Okay. Because fanatics makes those jerseys now. Well, they're still they're well on the plus side. They're still auctioning off the jerseys. They're just not being worn. No, but there was something about them wearing it before the game that I don't know. Yeah, it was just really cool. And then that was pride too. That wasn't just the. Well, yeah, that was the one that kicked everything off. But. That's a different discussion. I agree that maybe not every event should have it, but I just it's a bummer that they lose it for these, you know. So. Well, there are certain ones I think absolutely should. Cancer, hockey fights cancer, military appreciation. Yeah. Um, those two should definitely agree. You know, I mean, who doesn't support fight the fight against cancer and who doesn't support our military? I mean, you know. We we can't have nice things. We just can't because because of a handful of douchebags. Yeah. And I'm sorry. Yeah, but no, that's what true. it comes down to. Not, but I, I, I'm trying to I'm trying to end that discussion because I hate talking about it. But that's what it comes. That's what it boils down to: a bunch of douchebags that hijacked the argument yep. and made it something else that it shouldn't have been. But someone that's who what gets butt hurt about one thing and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, my feelings are hurt, or oh, I don't yeah. agree with this. Shut the fuck up. That's it. That's all it was. That the fuck up that's what they need to have is a shut the fuck up night and all of us can show up and like tie-dye there you go i'm with you anna <laughs> all right well let's get into the game itself um so uh this was the the first goal um 
uh, you can kind of see uh, here. Um, I'm gonna, I'll play it live and then we can rewind. Uh, <laughs> uh, see the high fives, of course. That's I, my son, Bradley. Yeah. So um, uh, the first goal, Diana, do you want to walk us through it while we're watching the replay? Yeah. Well, all I said was that you know the Cubs at first, like most importantly, they welcomed all of us. Mm -hmm. And then they included the the CBJ. So there was no goals in the first. And that second period, you get to, you know, Johnny Hockey, you can't not acknowledge him. Uh, yeah. But whatever, he scored his, he scored first. No. And then we get Cookie. He gets number three at 5.05, assisted by Protus and LaPierre, which seems to be uh, an amazing, um, I'm okay to keep repeating those names over and over again because I love it. 13, yeah. uh, 13, 16, Protus gets number two, which I'm like, hell yeah. Um, assisted by TBR and LaPierre. It's a number two I didn't mind seeing. <laughs> yeah, um, probably one of the few. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and then we'll talk about our captain getting on board at 1547. So now it is 3-1. Um, yeah, I, I think all of us are still celebrating. The celebration from the second goal, but yeah, they. Yeah. But I mean, how they leave Ovechkin open this open for a the wide next, open. I mean, <laughs> um, you'll you'll see it in the replay, and maybe I'll stop it for a second here. But like, just I mean, there is he's not nobody. Miss that. Yeah, there's no, no one for so there's long. No way he's gonna miss yeah. that. So like, basically, a really great play by Dylan Strom down low to basically suck three, maybe four, you know, defenders to him, and they left him. You know, wide open. And I like the, the shake, rattle, and roll. So I, I, I had to show, you know, some. Of Hold that. it here. Hold it here. <laughs> exactly. Hold it here. Exactly. <laughs> right there. Uh, and so. Yeah. Uh, there we are. Uh, <laughs> Gil. <laughs> so I got get some of our celebration in there, which is great. Um, but uh, yeah, just. <laughs> Um, you know, wide open and just incredible. And I mean, I don't understand uh, how that happens. And this is the the, uh, the last uh, goal for us, um, which I thought was a really great move as well. That backhand. Oh, my gosh. Backhand. And it's just showing it on their social media, which means if they showed it, it was a beautiful backhand. Yeah. Because they don't, they don't show everything on their social media. There we are again. So, so and then this was at the uh the end of the game so you know Liz was saying over there so we're all um uh, excited and um uh, it was fun it was it was a good rowdy group and uh it was cool that we sat next to eric who you know gil got to meet a um uh he got to meet a columbus fan i don't know if you know that many columbus fans but uh uh he was really knowledgeable about um hey, he 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 was he was and and um it was uh um it was an experience no no i i kid uh <laughs> yeah. but no no he was actually uh he was actually um um how do i put this realistic about how how the game was gonna go um but uh yeah yeah it was a, it, i mean we didn't we didn't chat i was i i mean i i'm laser focused on the game but yeah he did have some uh, pretty good observations Cool um, the Capitals are his second favorite team. He actually grew up a Capitals fan, but he's from Ohio originally. But yeah. they rooted for the Capitals before Ohio got a team. And then that became his West Coast team when he was younger, you know, and then 
um, you know, fast forward to them being in the same division, but that wasn't yeah, what he expected, obviously. And so the capture is one B team. He still roots for us when they're not playing, you know, Columbus. So, um, so he knows a lot about the team, which is kind of fun to go. And he goes every year to one or two games between them. So, um, it was cool. His was the impetus. The reason I mentioned him for us to even do this. Like he said, two weeks ago, he wanted me to go to a game with them. I unfortunately had to work that night. He said, well, in two weeks, they're doing another game. And then I sent a message to the group chat and then we found out C4 was going. I was like, oh, let me see where your seats are. And I found the whole row in front of her was empty. I was like, well, let's just take that row. And um, this is Landis Gog. Back here behind me. That's my. (laughs) <laughs> that's landis gog um so yeah mm-hmm. but great win though just um i also um it's a great place to play to go. so i just want to show that i uh was able to catch a dragonite that was looking very <laughs> good for her, I, thought was I, 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 I was gonna say is that king koopa dropping a bomb on us right exactly i just thought it was kind of funny that he <laughs> play live I'm a big Pokemon fan. We talk about Pokemon a lot on this channel. So I thought for the Twitch people, they might find it funny. And I caught the it on the Pokeball in the dead center of um, our ice, which I thought was kind of hilarious. So, um, yeah. That's but, great. You can see there's a lot of lures and a lot of fun stuff they could do and play the game uh, live while. Could you stop them? But um, yeah, so it was just a really wonderful game. I can stop the screen share there, but um, I just wanted to show some sights and some sounds of, um, you know, some of the stuff that we saw. But what a great game. Just overall, um, it was cool during intermission. Anna came up during the first intermission. Mm-hmm. And um, ever since you, you came up, we, we played a lot better. You know, made the trek. So um, so that was great. Uh, a couple other people met up with uh, during the second intermission as well outside of our section. Uh, so shout outs to everyone that came out. But uh, Anna, what were some of your thoughts on um, on this game overall? Oh, I was just... I've pumped to be uh you know excited like everything that happened prior to the game was uh was awesome and then to go into it and then to be there and see an Ovi goal was um uh that's you know I needed that like I think we all needed that and it, it's so cool um but I have to say like Gil and I spoke about this uh you know Milano Protus LaPierre um these names that keep coming up as they should and i think i'm loving it i'm a big protus fan so we'll see what happens but um i was okay you know tommy didn't drop the gloves but that you know it's all right that's all right i've seen him do it before uh i was okay he didn't do it even with the whole like little oshi moment or all i should say i think we thought oshi was gonna drop um oh she was had a chip on his shoulder the whole game i thought yeah he was the most like if i was playing on odds on a player looking to fight (laughs) which was kind of surprising i actually asked liz to wear his 77 she was gonna wear a hopey jersey and i said i really need you to wear our lucky oshi jersey (laughs) hey luck for tonight's game but also it's signed by wes johnson from when we um nice oh nice um and uh so it says Unleash that he wrote and signed it. And That's so, so cool. we bring it to very rare games, but it's a Stars and Stripes Capitals one. So it was like, right. Aid, or it's, you know, or it's, you know, Team USA. And so she wore that one. And I actually, I don't know if you noticed this, Anna, but I wore 43 for you because I oh, were coming. You. And so <laughs> I was like, I got to represent my black Tom Wilson. I also wore it last year on my birthday game. I'm kind of declaring this my birthday game because I'm not going to get to go on my actual birthday because it's against 
uh, the Rangers, and I don't have a, a babysitter, and so I thought this game would be better. That's why we ended up going to this one. And oh, I'm so glad I, I was able to go. Yeah, so I'm happy, and that's why I wore 43, because oh, I figured... Uh, feeling the love. Yeah, that's that <laughs> the right thing to do in our first meeting. Um, Sharon, uh, what were some of your thoughts on this game? Um, Other than the, the rowdy crowd behind and around us, no, it was a great <laughs> game. It was so much fun to watch the boys on the ice. They were really playing well. That third line that, that la- the other night, man, they need to stick together. They just, they scored, what did you say, Gil? Three of the four goals, right? Yep. Four. Four yep. Protus, they each scored a goal. Two of them had three-point nights, right? LaPierre. Protus and LaPierre. Protus and LaPierre had three-point nights. Milano had a two-point night. So, I mean, that line. Well, they were all plus on. three. So, you know, it was uh, yeah. a great night for that line. And it really shows. Um, Just how good that third line was. Look at the face-off. How good they could be. Yeah, that's true. Look at the face. Yeah, LaPierre was. dominating the face-off. Yeah, he did. It's kind of a blessing in disguise that Koozie didn't play because it shuffled the lines a little bit to the point yeah. where they all played together. And now. That's, yeah. And I mean, Michael, fit, I think Michael played well on that second line. I really do. I think he did. Um, but man, that third line was just on fire. Hot. But man, we had, it was just so, so much fun. And of course, coming away with the win, you know. Uh, Wednesday is going to be a trap game. Yeah, I'm going. We're going to the game Wednesday, and uh, that's going to be an interesting game. Like yeah, Marcus is calling it a trap game, but that's the I think it could be an emotional letdown for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No Tate Thompson. We're going to think we're going to have that in the bag, and they're going to put up like four goals on us. Nah. That's yeah. Buffalo. Buffalo always plays us hard. That's true. They do. Mm. But. But yeah, had a great time. It was great meeting Anna in person finally, and our side conversation yeah. was, was a pretty cool thing. Very yeah. much. Yeah, it was really cool to um, get to have all of us get to be together for more than just like a couple of moments, you know, where we, we actually really got to. Yeah, I'd like to do it. I mean, I, not that I don't want to do it at a game. I'd love to do it at a game again, but like just a get together, like just. Yeah. No, I think we can do that too. I think absolutely. There's clamor on social media for us to do something like that as well. So we've learned something, you know. You you don't learn until you try it, you know. And right. um, uh, we did used to have networking events, you know, pre-COVID. You know, obviously COVID changed things, and now I think mm-hmm. it's time to try again, right? So. Yep. Um, and I'm just yeah, really- we just pick somewhere central because I know Anna, you're in Virginia. I'm not sure where you are, Robbie. I'm in Rockville. Rockville, okay. And Gills and Glen Burnie, I'm out past Frederick. So we pick a central location and just kind of. Yeah, I actually think that mine might be fairly central, you know, in the sense that you don't have to go into the city and up in Rockville, but I don't know. We'll see. Excuse me. But- Sorry, there's. Uh, Marcus has switched to wrestling and I don't know what's going on. So <laughs> look away. I'm like, <laughs> um, Gil, what were some of your uh, more thoughts on uh, the crowd around us? If you want to go into that at all, and then, um, oh, yes, yes, well, uh, so the bad, yes, um, um, I, I, I don't want to give too much away because we we go into this on our episode, but uh, there were um, quite a few, um, people there who shall we say um i'm kind of wondering why they were there in the first place 
Oh, the ones um, in front of you. Yeah, so there, there's girls in front of us that, like, we're just talking some ridiculous stuff, asking everyone if they had Sharpies, and, you know, in their back pockets, which, you know, clearly we don't. And um, well, Okay, clearly they were there to do something with Snapchat and or Instagram. Yeah. And that's it. And I, I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, they just want to be seen, right? And yeah. uh, so they kept and, on moving around the stadium, probably were you know roaming that, around. That that kind of crap pisses me off. It really does because if you're not a fan, you know we don't want your fucking money. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm yeah. sorry to be that glib. Yeah. Sorry, but you know, you know hit sorry. the censor button, kick me off, find me. I don't care, but. That's how I feel. We don't, we don't yeah. find people on this network, so you're you're pretty safe. Um, <laughs> but like, um, you know, I I don't disagree. It's tough because sometimes I want people to maybe become fans of a game, but they weren't there to even try to do that. You know, they, no, I don't think they clearly. I don't think they looked at the ice once in the no. for ten minutes they were at the seats in front of us and really weirded out one guy who was trying to sit down for a second. That guy like got scared that way. He like couldn't move away. <laughs> <laughs> and so and then the girls like left 10 minutes later and then we never saw them again so it's just yeah. like um yeah, yeah so th- there was some pretty crazy chance going on behind us with different cereals uh which is always entertaining uh, <laughs> anna anna apparently also had to deal with some weirdness um oh. in her section that we discuss uh also well, at some length i don't know if she wants to talk about that here but yeah, yeah, why were there Penguins fans in your section, and oh, why were they watching that and not the game? I don't understand. I have no, I have no idea. And like you saw my seats, like, I, and I told um, Gil and whatever, like I had a knee brace on, but it was kind of camouflaged <laughs> over my pants. Um, not that I was looking cooler that way, but um, I did have this knee brace on, and so I couldn't go down. That's why I didn't go down to see the warmups because my knee was, I'm like, by the time I get down, they're going to be like, and we're dropping the puck. And I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. Like slowly. I didn't even yeah. notice that. So yeah. Price is right. Avalanche game trying to come up there, you know, everyone being like, and I was like, oh my God. So I just sat up there. And we had this couple next to us, but the worst part about it was like, they, they didn't stand for the anthem. They didn't stand for, um, the anthem was offensive. I was like, okay, whatever. But the whole military, any kind of acknowledgement, um, appreciation, anything they did not stand for. And then when they start talking about, um, you know, kiddos who are going through cancer and, and all that, like, what kind of asshole are you that you can't stand and applaud any part of this? And they, they sat the entire time. They were just kind of jerks. And then at one point I look over um, and the guy has his iPhone on his knee and he's watching the pens game. Oh my God. Yeah. And I was like, so the whole night I was like, you are so, so like we so stephanie and I both were like you're just a bunch of dicks like whatever like this i mean he couldn't like they didn't even try i'm like listen if you're if you're going to a game another you know um whatever like i don't care if, if you're in boston even if i was at a pens game and they were doing something for cancer that military and the anthem i'm still gonna stand you know it's like what the hell is wrong with you 
So I said like, and every other person that had to, to leave that aisle our way, um, I was like, oh yeah, no problem. And we were like, Hey, you know, good. And whatever this douchebag and his girlfriend or whatever she was, I was like, no, you can, you can climb over. <laughs> I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not moving. Like, I don't care if it's just how awkward it is. You look like a lap dance. <laughs> You're going to look uncomfortable. I'm just going to sit in my seat because you're a jerk. <laughs> That's so crazy to me. But I was like, who, and and even like, I think at one point, Stephanie even asked, was like, why are you here? You know, and the guy, like they had nothing to say. So the whole time I was like, oh my God, I could have you, you know, I could have Robbie, Cheryl, you know, like we could all be switching our seats for these two people that didn't appreciate it at all. I was like, yeah. ah, whatever. So yeah. They were jerks, but I did not let them, you know, they left like uh, five minutes into the third and, um, you know, screw them. Everybody else was fantastic in our section. Nice. Nice. Uh, Running out of time. So I'm just going to quickly go over the upcoming games. We've already talked a little bit about the Buffalo. It's a seven o'clock game on Wednesday. And then Friday, it's a uh, matinee. It's a 3 p.m. home game against Edmonton Oilers. And um, and so that'll be an interesting one. And then next Monday, it's a 1030 game. Uh, so Anna is taking the week off next week, but yeah. C4, Gil, and myself uh, may do a pregame show, which is a little bit different, um, for the uh, the Sharks game, as well as recapping the Buffalo and Edmonton games. Um, Edmonton recently has been playing pretty well. They lost to Tampa Bay 6-4, um, but beat Seattle 4-3, beat the Islanders 4-1, and beat Seattle again 4-1. Um, so uh, they've been playing some good hockey over there. Uh, Edmonton lost, five, yeah, 5-3 to the Panthers. Tampa, they just lost. Tampa oh, yeah, they just lost that one. Uh, Tampa, Tampa just beat the Bruins 5-4. Stars yeah. and Rangers are tied 2-2. So, yeah, Kings the Oilers will have lost two in a row. And then the Oilers play at Carolina on Wednesday before playing us on Friday. Um, yeah. So, um, it'll, it'll be an interesting matchup for sure. Again, it's a 3 o'clock in the afternoon game. So, uh, I will not be able to watch that game because I'm actually going to be at a movie with my son and my cousins. Yeah. But um, I will definitely watch the replays of that later. But yeah, it'll be an interesting week. Gil, your quick thoughts on uh, Buffalo-Edmonton um, combo. I'm not scared about Edmonton. They're a dumpster fire. Um, <clears throat> the, the game before that, um, I am leaning towards agreeing with Marcus in that it will be the annual Admiral Akbar game. Mm. <laughs> it's a yeah. Because, uh, yeah, they're 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 the classic wounded animal. They have some injuries, but they still got enough firepower to uh, hang at least three, four goals. If if uh, the defense isn't careful, the goaltending isn't careful. Um, so yeah, that that's the game I'm worried about. And then uh, after that, they go on the West Coast trip. Um, so um, nice chance to pick up some points before that trip. Uh, I'm a little concerned about that long trip, but. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I think they'll go one and one in those two games. Yeah, I think we're gonna lose to Buffalo, and then we're gonna yeah. beat up on Edmonton on Friday. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm in, I'm inclined to agree with Gil. As much as I want my streak to stay alive of going to games, we're gonna lose on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, Mark, they they've uh, won four so far this year. When Marcus has been going to games, they've won. So 
All right, well, hope it continues. You know, maybe. Yeah. Well, you never know. We, can, we have a four-game win streak. Hopefully, we can. We're one of the hottest teams in the NHL, so it's, it's possible. Buffalo, yeah, but Buffalo, but the bright side is those Buffalo just came off a win, so maybe we might beat them and then they'll win their next game. But I just feel like now that Tage Thompson's out for indefinitely, and he kills us. Like Tage Thompson loves trips. He scored a hat trick last time he was in DC. So I, I just. Cousin scored a hat trick. He, he, he scored a hat trick in Buffalo. Yeah. Dylan Cousins another guy, and he's he's playing well right now. Yeah, Donnie's playing well. Yeah. The so only thing that I feel good about Buffalo is their goaltending situation is not as good as ours. The way Charlie's playing, he's playing well. They don't have a goalie right now, but anything could happen. Levi could come in net, he can shut us out. So. Yeah. So I'm inclined to agree with Gil. This could be a trap game. I mean, it's just, again, it depends on which Capitals team shows up. Edmonton, you know, if we go in there and keep playing our game, we should win. The, t- the problem I have with the Caps is they sometimes tend to play down to their opponent, so and they make it harder than it has to be. So if we don't do that, I think we'll, we should, should for sure beat Edmonton. Buffalo, in my opinion, likely a loss, but I'm hoping for a win. Who knows? We might win both games, and then we, we might, might lose. We might lose our first game on the road. That's true. Buffalo to me is Buffalo is a toss up, really. I think for me, yeah. But uh, yeah. for sure, we should yeah. beat Edmonton. Sounds good. All right, I'm gonna have to call it there just because I gotta get to some of these other segments. But C4, thank you so much for uh, joining us. I appreciate it. Any thank final you. thoughts before we let you go? Uh, no. Just Down straight. in front. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> No, it was great seeing you guys the other night. Uh, look forward to doing it again. So, and uh, I'll talk to y'all on, I guess, Monday. Yeah, sounds good. All right, have a good one. Uh, Anna, if any final thoughts before we let you go? Uh, I'm thinking I'm going to be the black sheep. I'm going to say they're going to beat Buffalo and they're going to beat Edmonton. Um, and you know, we'll see. I'm not. I'm never confident with the West Coast games, even though I wish I was out there watching them. But I'm going to go. Um, I think they can take Buffalo. Nice. Awesome. We'll All right. well, thank you for joining us. We'll have you back maybe on in a couple of weeks. We only have a few weeks left until the winter break. I haven't even talked about this live on air, but I will before we end this hockey segment. So we have uh, this week, obviously the 27th where we'll be doing the pregame show uh, and, um, and recapping those other two games. We have the fourth and then the 11th is uh, my birthday podcast. And it's the last, my birthday is going to be the Saturday before, but uh, we'll celebrate it on the 11th on air. And then uh, that's going to be the last show um, of the year. And then we won't come back until January 8th, actually. So it'll be okay. a pretty long break. Um, um, I'm not sure I'll be doing the 11th. We're going, I'm going out of town that week. We're going to be gone for the, we're going to be in New York. Yeah. We're going to go up to New York. We're yeah. We're going to be in New York the 11th. So I won't be there for the, I won't be around for that podcast. Can I see what it, okay. Well, yeah, we could probably do it from up there. We can do it in my mom's house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we may be able to do it from up there. I may be able to join in from up there. Whatever. Either way, I appreciate. I'll let you know. Yeah. Um. But Anna, hopefully, we'll get to have you on on one of those last uh, two shows uh, before we um, definitely. But um, I hope that you have a good uh, next two weeks, and uh, we'll we'll talk to you uh, soon. Absolutely, and I hope everybody has a, a happy and healthy holiday. And I will definitely talk to you guys, um, post. Caps beating Buffalo. Right. <laughs> awesome. All right. Take care. Yes, Bye, take care, Anna. All right. Good night, all. Good night.
Right. And uh, Gil, thank you so much. I really enjoyed the show. Um, people should definitely check it out um, on the power. Uh, if you go to sports com, click the power play point podcast. Um, you can, um, uh, it's on the podcast partners page. It's also, if you go on a team sports with THP, there's a nice bio of Gil and Anna's. If you want to read more about them and contact them on their social medias as well. Uh, and then I have a new year's resolution. That I'm going to be adding C4 to that as well. Um, but, uh, Gil, everyone can go check out the latest podcast. It's a lot of fun. It was super fun to be able to do a joint thing with you, uh, this, um, past weekend and any final thoughts you have. Thanks again, Robbie, for arranging everything. Um, you really, you really came through for us. Uh, I've been wanting to do something like that, but uh, it's amazing that you kind of threw everything together literally at the last minute, uh, pretty much, and and got us all together. So yeah, hopefully we can do it again later on this season. And uh, speaking of January the eighth, um, I will definitely be there um, with uh, with bells on. I, that's all I'm going to say about that for right now. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, that January 8th episode is going to be a really exciting one. First of all, we'll have lots to discuss about all the previous weeks in the Capitals and where they are, maybe not in-depth in each game, but just sort of giving people a taste of what had happened over the break. But it's also usually the night of the national championship for the college football, so that's always fun. And it's always a fun way to start sort of the winter break, talk about the playoffs and uh, football. So I'm sure that'll be a really fun episode uh, when we come back from the break. So um, we have about three episodes left of Hockey Talk before that and before a three-week break, but uh, uh, hopefully we'll have some more good weeks to talk about. Yep, absolutely. All right, have a good night, Gil. And All right. We'll soon. Night. All right, with that, I'm going to change a couple of our graphics around. I really appreciate the entire NHL um, uh, team for joining me. Um, it's always a lot of fun. Um, and uh, we're going to bring in DC's People's Champ. How are you doing tonight, Champ? I'm salty. That's all <laughs> I got. I'm salty. Yeah, I know. Uh, so didn't mention the Wizards hardly at all in that segment, and it was an hour long. Segment. There was no reason to mention them. <laughs> they're they're ass. They're ass. Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty bad. Uh, one forty two to one twenty nine. I'm not even gonna put the score bug back up. Um, I don't see a point. Uh, they are just terrible. We'll get into that at the end. Um, but the Commanders had an opportunity to. You know, right the ship, we should speak, against a shitty, shitty team. And we're an eight and a half point favorite. And we lose badly. And it's all because of their turnovers. We had nine sacks. And I've never seen us have nine sacks and lose. I don't, New York's never had nine sacks and won. The Giants made history. And someone put on social media, the Giants became the first team in NFL history to give up nine sacks but have six-plus takeaways and 30-plus points. What does that say? What is that you said, DJ, before? If you want to get right, play the Commanders. Exactly. Yeah, with that, it's a good segue. Uh, we're going to bring in uh, Dujanae Bland uh, from the Not Bland show. Um, yeah, this was hard to watch. I got I, both kids were asleep and took a three hour nap during the game. It is a unicorn, as they say, as a parent. Like, there is no chance that that ever happens, you know? And I'm so sitting here, I'm like, God, it's, everything's going up, Robbie, right? We got, you know, snacks, we got the food, we got the watching, everything's it's quiet. It's only me in the game. And we're going to, we're against a trash team. We have an opportunity here, right? And it's just calamity after calamity after calamity. And it just keeps on going six times. 
and it's hard to watch. I wanted to turn it off multiple times, but I'm like, no, nah, I can't be a fair weather fan. I got to stick through it. But man, it was hard. It was one of the hardest things I've had to stomach as a fan of this team. And it was surprising, I'll say, Dijanae, because we've played the Eagles twice this year in a much more exciting and interesting games. I wish I could say it's surprising, but, you know, it's one thing about this team, and there's one constant. Uh, Glitch, Ron Rivera standing on the sideline, uh, looking like he's paused consistently pretty much says and makes a clear statement of how this team performs. And every time there's a must win game or a game that they need to have, this team shows up looking like they're not prepared and they don't play to the level or with the same motivation as their opposing opponent. I mean, the six turnovers are tough. But again, you know, I, I listened to John Allen talk after the game and, you know, all that stuff sounds great, but we're in week 11. I really don't want to hear that from you because what are you guys doing in practice? And I have this feeling like the locker room is tired of hearing from a coach that they know has got his nuts chopped off. And he's a lame duck. And, you know, ownership can do what they want, short week. But Why, why aren't they pulling the trigger? What, what do you think is the rationale here at this point? I, maybe they're using the excuse of the short week. Me, personally, I don't really give a crap. All you got to do is look at the Raiders, uh, what they did. Antonio Pierce is now the coach, and they're playing harder. I mean, they didn't win yesterday, but they definitely were playing inspired football. Um, me personally, I'd have sent both of those jokers packing after that. I mean, you come in here, uh, Dallas, as usual, uh, has been taking care of business against lesser teams like they should. And to be honest with you, this team should have been able to do the exact same thing. I mean, they've, they've been able to score 30 points, 28 to 30 points with ease. The defense with nine sacks. I mean, come on, man. Like, you know, the, the, Mistakes and the mental mistakes are constitute are, are a direct result of leadership, period. Um, and we see these types of mistakes and mishaps and lapses in, in performance on regular basis. Um, it starts at the top. I mean, obviously, it's clear that Eric doesn't have much of a voice uh, because if he did, I feel like this offense would be uh, a little bit better and a little bit more inspired. I think he has to be, I think he's a little bit on a, a governor a bit um, because Ron wants to be the king dingling in the room and they're playing just like their coach muted paused. It just makes no sense, but I think this is what this team is. And I think fans are just going to have to suck it up and realize that this is it. With this coaching staff, this is it. You have a guy you're looking at to be the next guy. Why don't you just pull the plug and see what you got? I don't. I agree with you 100%. I mean, if it was me, if it was me, the announcement of them being fired would have happened last night. He definitely wouldn't be sitting in the press conference today. I can tell you that right now. Um, Him and January 6th would not be there. So. (laughs) 
I mean, it's hard to watch these press conferences. Like, I will just have to see. I'm like, you know, what I mean, what what does that mean? Like, he's like, you know, people just call it excuses. Like, and I don't know. And there's some people that are arguing. It's like, well, it's not the coaches throwing the interceptions and causing the fumbles and all. True. That. But it's happening on it's these these things. How many times have we seen Logan Thomas fumble in the same fashion this year? It's been a lot. Yeah. Okay. So um, coaching him up with technique, you think? Look, I think it's real hard for a bunch of players to go out knowing that the man that's at the helm is out of here. I mean, he coaches like he's out of here. I mean, he looks like he has no control. In that press conference today, he looked, you know, it, it, all that coaches speak and, you know, it, it's a guy who – it sounds like a guy who doesn't have any control, period. Ron Rivera came out last week before this game and said he wasn't worried about being on the hot seat. Come on, man. Exactly. Like, literally sitting there and saying you don't give a shit if you're on the hot seat or not. Who really going to believe in you if you don't care if you're on the hot seat or not? Exactly. I, that's what I don't get. I don't get that. Like, if I'm a coach and I know that that seat is piping hot to the point it's burning my ass off, oh, I'm going to care. I'm not going to yeah. sit on a press conference and, care, and not care. I'm going to care and be like, we're going to do what we can to right the ship. That's what I don't understand. That's what I don't like about this situation. Exactly. So I don't care. And I'm like, okay, if you don't care, why should we care about you? My whole thing, is, and that's that's why I said, I said it earlier in the season, when they took that loss, uh, when they took the loss to the Giants, I think that that voice in the room is stale. It's been stale. And and the fact of the matter is it makes it worse now that with this record, you know this guy ain't going to be here, and they likely are thinking it's a matter of time before he's out of here, before he's, you know, kicking that can down the road before the season's over with if some of this stuff keeps up. But, you know, I'll, I'll go over to the defense real quick too. So great plan for the first quarter. By the second quarter, Giants had made adjustments. Anytime the Giants had to pass and have to have uh, routes develop a little bit more, that's when they got the sacks. But when they went to the quick game, there was nothing they could do because Jack didn't make any adjustments. Jack didn't make an adjustment until two minutes and 16 seconds left in the fourth quarter when they forced a punt. He finally made an adjustment. Too little, too late. Should have happened well before then because they made that adjustment coming out of coming out of that first quarter. They made the adjustment quickly and they started going to the quick game, getting the ball out quicker, getting uh, uh, Saquon out in routes. And what does Jack do? Keep beating his head against the wall, expecting you know, doing the same thing, expecting different results and not making adjustments. So Jack I mean. Jack Del Rio's defense got beat by a kid who still lives with his parents. Danny 25. DeVito. But I can't, I can't, I can't shade him from still living with his parents at 35. It wasn't until I was 30, at 25. I was until 37 when I finally moved out. So, I mean, <laughs> if, he could, if he could get there, get the free food, the free lodging, look, all power to him. But the fact that he still lives with his parents and he came to D.C. and beat us like he did, yeah. That, that's a awesome. third stringer undrafted. All right. And yes, I know his name's Tommy DeVito, but he Danny DeVito to me. All right. There's no way that that should have happened. But again, like I said, I don't this know team plays like it's coach. You got to see this takedown. Unfortunately, Swift gets a massive first down, just cuts right through um, and just almost takes it to the house. But just this, 
this side takedown was beautiful. As a wrestling fan, you would you would appreciate it. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the Eagles are now rolling, trying to get something going here. With less than five minutes in the third, uh, they go for the end zone off the fingertips. There, they're right now down seventeen to seven, uh, and a, a pretty good uh, rematch here of, of the Super Bowl. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just. This whole thing is so frustrating. I just don't feel. I feel like I'm watching the same exact show every week. It's the same thing with the Wizards. I'm just yeah. like, what has to change? Because some of these opportunities they go a different way, and this whole season is different, right? I mean, we, oh yeah, we're not so far away, but yet we're no. still the laughing stock of the league. You know, so it's just like it's frustrating. And, and I listen to a lot of fans. I've seen a lot of fans commenting about what the Josh Harris group should have done in the beginning of the season. Look, man, they didn't even get the team until late. And you can't make these kind of changes right before the draft. I mean, you're basically head first into the season. So, you know, I, I don't fault anything the Harris group has done. Uh, that I expected it. Uh, but I also expected this team to perform better. Um, I didn't think Ron was going to keep his job at the end of the year regardless, but I, I do. I did expect this team to perform a lot better than it has shown, um, you know, but we are also seeing some of the things that we've seen throughout the years here with Ron, and we're seeing some of the things that uh, he did, you know, happened to him in Carolina. I mean, let's be real. He had one winning season in Carolina, so his resume is pretty much on par. He's on par with what he was doing in Carolina. I mean, you know, got this thing to be a little bit more respectable. But at the end of the day, it's about wins and losses. And when you have this kind of talent on the football team and uh, your butt's on the hot seat and they come out, you know, in every big game and every game that matters flat, I, you know, it starts with leadership. You know, yeah, they're not they're not the ones throwing the interceptions and they're not the ones fumbling the ball. But I mean, we're in week 11. So that's also on leadership because what are you doing in practice? What, what are you, are you getting somebody's behind when they make these mistakes? Nope. Ron standing there with his hands folded for 60 minutes, barely moves. So I don't, you know, <laughs> what do you expect? What, what do you expect? So, um, you know, I, I don't, honestly, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't expect them to win another game this year and they definitely not going to win any division games. So, uh, and, and this Thursday, uh, boy, uh, uh, I, I wouldn't don't let them upset you because I, I really think I'm happy they're not going to be watching the game. I actually am going to be at a um, dinner downtown. I was going to bring, you know, I, I, I can bring up YouTube on my phone. If you know, I'll check the score. If it gets close, I might watch it on my phone, but I'm not, you know, I mean, I'm not going to go yeah. out of my way to watch it. I, you know, I may have felt differently if we had won this game, you know, or at least even been competitive in some ways. Like it was just really hard game to watch and it just and if the cowboys have crushed that team that just did this to us yep. both games i don't go into the, this game expecting a whole lot I just, they're going to dog walk the commanders and this this is the reason i know a lot of people are like well uh why why get rid of them now it, you know we're almost at the end of the season just let it play out look after you come out and you lose to a team like the Giants that are going to get curb stomped next week, you're going to come into this game, national TV, against 
it's not even a rivalry anymore, let's be real, but a hated team, and you're going to get embarrassed. I would rather get rid of the guys that every time there's a big game, they come in flat, give the give the locker room a spark, because I do think Ron has lost the, the, the locker room, but I believe he lost the locker room after the Bears lost. You know, they, talking about him talking about a low point, the low point has already been here. It was here after you lost to the Bears. So you can, you know, miss me with that. Uh, but like I said, I, 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 I would have done that, let EB run the offense, promote Ryan Kerrigan or, or, or one of your other experienced linebacker coaches to be the D.C. You're not changing any defenses. You're not going to change the scheme. They're just calling plays, defensive setups, and how they're going to play. Those guys are smart enough to do that. So you're not going to change the whole defense around because you let Jack go. I think the team needs a spark. I think the team needs a guy who can motivate them. That guy is EB. I I really do believe that. But since they didn't want to do that because of a short week, they're going to get dog walked on Thursday. They're going to come out and play flat and get beat. But caveat, I will say this. In times where fans want this team to, like, look bad, get curb stomped so these guys can get up out of here, they do what they shouldn't be doing, and they end up being in games fighting and likely sometimes winning these games, like the Eagles games. Nobody thought they'd be involved in those games, yet they are. But then they go and play people yeah, like the Bears and Giants and lose. <laughs> you know, and lose bad. You know what I mean? So who knows what we're going to see on Thursday? But me personally, it wasn't like the the like the Giants were that good. No. I mean, there's 24 points off those six turnovers out yep. of the 31 total points. They pooped you know? their pants. So Big it tells me they would have scored a touchdown if we didn't give it to them, and we would have destroyed them, right? Yep. I mean, so I, that's the most frustrating part. And the thing is, is on some of these plays, Howell was trying to throw it away, and yeah, yeah. that was yeah. tough, man. He really was trying to throw that thing away. It got it got either his arm got hit or the ball got hit, or he just couldn't throw it well enough to where you it came out like a duck. But you know, yes. It threw a lame duck and it it quacked and because that thirty that last seven isn't isn't indicative to the what the overall game looked like you know what I mean um, it was a closer game for a lot of it which is maybe even more frustrating because oh yeah we're thinking we're gonna get back in it we're gonna come back we're gonna do it like and I just they had no business in it'd be easier if they were just destroying us thirty one seven I could just turn it off you know. Right. Like, um DJ, that, DJ, I think you said it best. If we want to get someone wants to get right, go against the commanders. I got a bold prediction here. I think Deron Bland breaks the record for most pick sixes in a season against this team on Thursday. Just because he has my last name, he's gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> distant cousin. Yeah, distant cousin. He's gonna do it. Right. Uh, Deron, that Deron Bland is going to break the record against his team because Sam Howell's going to throw one that he's not supposed to throw. He's going to be there and he's going to take it to the house. I don't and know gonna if he's going to have record. a choice because I think that I think that Dallas defense is going to cook that offensive line. Oh, yeah. that Dallas defense is about to cook us all the way around. Yeah, I feel sorry for anybody that plays that defense in fantasy football this week. Y'all better play CD Lamb. Uh, play play Cook. 
I, I, everybody gonna get a touch. Play that, play that young tight end. He gonna get a lot of touches too. Uh, I would, I, I don't know about Pollard though. Uh, they've been doing pretty good with the run, and Pollard is just not that. You know, if if it was another big back like a Zeke and him, yeah, they'd have a good day. But I would, any of them wide receivers, if you got them on your fantasy team, put them in because they gonna eat. I gotta give you credit. Um... Uh, Dujan, uh, you got the Broncos over the Vikings in that game, which I, d- I did not necessarily see that happening. Um, and the Broncos have just been on this tear lately. And yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, and what that did is um, it gave you a really good week on this fantasy, and I'll give you a lot of you know props for that. It was, uh, it, was, uh, it was a rough. <laughs> It was a rough week for me. Um, I only got 80 points, but you got 100. You know, and, that, and that puts us in a tie for second place. My father-in-law, who's coming to town um, on Wednesday, uh, is still leading the pack um, with 10 points above both of us. Um, I rebounded this and week. Somebody, somehow, one of my games didn't get picked when I picked, I picked those games a week before. So I don't know how that happened. Yeah. But, yeah, it's weird because you picked all the other games. So, but it Yeah, it's weird. That is weird. Um, but yeah, I it's just it's been a really interesting uh, pick em year. I, I've, I've been enjoying that, that with you guys. Um, and uh, and it's true, uh, Champ had a, a good week. Uh, I think he had 90, Dijon had 100, I think, and I had 80. So we all did pretty well. Um, oh, yeah. And, uh, it's been uh, quite the battle, um, yeah, at the top of the league. Um, and uh, Hertz right there as well. Um, and uh, so is Seth. And uh, yeah, so it's um, and champ, you're, you're right there in sixth place. So, uh, and Arun is only three games back as well. So, we're all doing pretty well. Arun is actually was at that Bucks Wizards game, which I warned him. We went to the hockey game, I was like, end your week off right, don't go to that game on Monday. Like, you know, you know <laughs> think with the good win that you enjoyed with the Oops. Capitals, don't put yourself through that. But yeah, I went and bought him a ticket, so I guess that's something, but I. I'm not sure if uh, seeing a 142, 129 uh, game is worth it. Though he did want to see Giannis, and he did play. Uh, so, you know, that's something. So, yeah. uh, But, uh, man, you know, we don't talk a lot of basketball, you and me, Dijonet, but this this tournament is going to be rough. Where I think we're going to over four in this, like, midseason tournament because we get to play this team again um you know at, at the end of the you know end of next week i guess it is or no it's the end of this week i think uh, i think it's Wiz- the end of this week wizards are already eliminated from this tournament like by no, the way. of course they are but they might go winless in it which is you know that's not good my lakers are hanging on by a thread they went in one point games but they i guess they're winning <laughs> 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 it's kind of I I do like that this in in season tournament is kind of spicing things up a little bit. It, it really does. Um, you know, normally I wouldn't even be paying attention to basketball. To be honest with honest with you, I don't start paying attention until February. So it gives it gives people a reason to care. Um, and I, I do like the tournament. Every Friday, it, it, right? So the, the tournament, if people don't realize, I don't think I truly realize they scheduled all the Friday games to be tournament games, which yeah. then suddenly makes all the Friday night games matter, right? Yeah. Um, and so at least you have that early in the season on a weekend or people might come to a game and then, then they're going to take a week to do the actual like next round of the tournament. And then the other teams that aren't making it, they all play each other. So they, they still, there's not like there's a big gap for the other teams. So I think right. it's 
an interesting way to mix it up a little bit. I do hope that they do USA versus the world. There are rumbles of that for the all-star game. I think oh, that would be good. That would be good. I think that they should bring that back uh, as a concept. They've done that in hockey. And uh, yeah. so, uh, so yeah, it, it's interesting to see watch the NFL try to make these maneuverings to, because they're kind of losing ground to like NFL and even hockey to some extent in these early season ratings. And yeah. Um, they, they kind of needed something because what you just said, I don't care until February is the average NBA fan, which is, you know, that says something into itself. Um, and I try to cover this Wizards team and uh, you know, I'm going to sit here and try to do this with Ken after you leave, but I, I don't want to, you know, right. I want to be a fair weather fan. Yeah. I'm going to cover them good and bad, but like there's nothing about anything I have to talk about that I want to go through. And so, yeah, um it's it's rough um (laughs) it's rough to be a washington fan period yeah so it's i'm happy that the the caps are doing so well because they were supposed to be terrible and at least they are like on fire one of the hottest teams in the nhl right now so us going to that game them winning beating defending champions at least there's a positive narrative because oh man i I would not have the smile on my face if we didn't so you know right it's become a tough time, but um, DJ, I want to let you get out of here, but any final thoughts you have about either the game that just passed or this Cowboys game coming up or what we can do at this point? I just, you know, just hang in there guys. It's like, you know, it's going to have to, you got to go through these things to get to where you need to get to, um, you know, and, and realize that it's a process. Um, and, but I don't think it's going to be like, I don't want to, I'm not uttering and I don't want to hear from ownership or anybody else talking about rebuilds because we, we see teams like the Eagles. Uh, there are other examples of teams that simply just reload. So, and there's people that have turned organizations around in a year. Um, you know, I, I thought Seawall on her show had a good point. It's like, what do you want from what is winning? What is it? What is winning or what does winning look like to you? And for me, you know, just just for this team, personally, I think it's follow a model of the Eagles. You know, sure, they made a couple Super Bowl appearances, but at least they're winning the division. They're getting in the playoffs and and they're making some kind of noise. And I think if that was consistent, uh, you're always in the hunt and you're always there. I think it would be uh, a lot better for this fan base, um, but it's going to take, you know, it's taking some, so it's going to take some turnaround. I think that the group has, uh, you know, they have a plan um, and they're going to stick to that plan. And I, and I think it, it will benefit in the long run, but right now it's hard for, it's hard for a team to win when, at this point, especially when you're looking at wins and losses uh, at, a, at a coach that's lamed up. And, and I think it, that feeling uh, is permeating in the locker room and that's it's showing up on the football field. Um, and, and it does, it doesn't get any easier guys. I mean, Dallas Thursday, Miami after that Rams jets, 49ers, and then Cowboys at the end. It's a gauntlet, and the only game that they might have a chance in is the Jets because, you know, Zach Wilson isn't that great, but he might not be playing. <laughs> Who knows? Aaron Rodgers might be back. I don't know. Like, the guy's out here practicing, apparently. So, 
all you know, those things it, you mentioned are better than us. Like yes. we lose all of them, and it sucks because I had us going five hundred, having a rough start. Uh, you know, tying. You know, beating Seattle, getting us to five hundred, then beating the Giants to then push us to go on a big win streak here to make the playoffs, and yep. like. I have zero confidence that any of that's happening anymore. And it's already too late. I think even if we were to beat Dallas this week, I don't think we could win enough games to make it to the playoffs. um, I wouldn't want to make the playoffs with this team. I honestly wouldn't. Three out of these, three out of the uh, six games left are at FedEx. Hasn't made much of a difference, but they are at home. So, Anyway, but uh, hopefully we'll have some surprise. Like they beat the Cowboys, and yeah, you know, when they show up, and you know, exciting game to talk about next week. But uh, DJ, let people know: uh, Are you doing a show this week? I know it's Thanksgiving week. You know, no show this week. Uh, I figured it's just gonna be too hard to get guests on a Wednesday, um, and a lot of stuff going on. People are traveling, so no show this week. Uh, next week. Uh, we do have at least one person uh, possibly set up uh, for the commander's talk. Um, we're going to work on some things as through the holiday, contact some people through the holiday, and uh, we'll be back next Wednesday um, to talk commanders. Um, we're going to talk, still talk, get some NHRA stuff in uh, as the season has wine as you know, finished up uh, talking about some off season things with some people and uh, yeah, man, it's going to be fun. Um, uh, oh, I didn't even see uh, her did say that he had a time tonight. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't see that earlier, but um, yeah, it, it was, it was going to be tough to fit that in with all the hockey talk. And it was a special night. I wanted to give the hockey guys, hopefully we'll maybe have her back you know, next week to talk about the Dallas game. Uh, we also are in talks uh, with someone that was really good that you had on a couple of weeks ago, uh, Rio Robinson. Um, and so there's yes. maybe have him join our segment at 10 o'clock uh, next week. So that could be at least add some spice <laughs> into this conversation. Uh, not that I don't love talking to you two about constant losses, but you know, it's, you know, it'll be uh, fun to get a, um, another fan's perspective possibly there. For so sure. there's a possibility. It's not all set in stone, but there is at least I want to let our podcast listeners that there's the possibility of that. Everyone should go check out Rio Robinson um, over on uh, YouTube. Uh, he puts out some great content over there. Also check out Dijonet's show from it's either two or three weeks ago. Now all, all the weeks kind of run together for me, but um, uh, he was great on your show as well. And so uh, hopefully if we don't have him, then hopefully one of those last couple of shows uh, before the end of it, uh, right before the segment with you guys, I'll, I'll mention it again now. Cause I do clip these up as separate YouTube videos uh, that we will have just three weeks left before we take a three week winter break. Uh, we'll have uh, next week's uh, show, which will be a, a pregame for the caps, which will be an interesting uh, uh, difference. Uh, we'll talk about, uh, the Cowboys game also talk about the the week and recap of the Caps and the Wizards. Um, and then we'll also have one on the fourth and then the 11th. Uh, and the 11th will kind of be like a birthday special because people on Twitch like to celebrate their birthday on an episode. So we will do that on Twitch um, and have some fun with that. And then it will be the last show that we do. We're taking off the 18th, the 25th and the 1st because uh, uh, it's New Year's. And then we'll come back on the 8th. And 
I believe that the national championship will be on the eighth. They almost always do that. Yeah. Um, uh, the week after. So uh, it'll be fun to have you back on for that. We can talk about playoff actions for the teams that are going to make it as well as maybe talk a little bit about that live um, uh, championship game, uh, which is always kind of fun to watch together. So we had a lot of fun during that last year and previous yeah. Hopefully my dogs are in it. Yeah, hopefully I'll, I'll root for that. So uh, Aggies, uh, fired their coach with nine years remaining on a contract with the biggest uh, contract loss, I guess you've ever could have. Um, so, you know, uh, that's frustrating. Not even the coach of the bowl game or, I mean, they beat LSU this week. They might get a good bowl game too. I, they might. But they just might. They will beat LSU because they don't have a coach. But anyway, that's <laughs> you're <not> there. But, <laughs> um, but it'll be fun to definitely discuss it over the next couple of weeks. But I appreciate you, Dijanae, for helping us bring it down and bringing some levity to a otherwise could be depressing uh, topic. Um, and um, we'll, we'll definitely talk to you next week. Absolutely. Y'all have a good show. All right. Have a happy Thanksgiving as well. Thank you. You too, man. All righty. Well, champ, that leaves it to you and I to talk about some football a little bit of Wizards and probably some wrestling. Uh, we'll probably speak as little about the Wizards as I, I possibly can. I would much rather talk wrestling and not talk about any more football or any more Wizards, honestly. I'll yes, just be honest I, with you. I will go through the scores very quickly just because I want to say that we did cover the um, uh, the Wizards. I mean, it's uh, it's been rough. I'm going to pull up the, the scoreboard just real quick, and then we can just – Discuss it in general terms. We don't have to go into each game, uh, but then we can at least say that we cover the Wizards. I don't want anyone to ever question our that we're a Fairweather fan, but it's just it's been a pretty pretty rough week. Uh, let me the see. theme of this week was choke artists. Yes, that's yeah. basically what the theme was. They were choke artists. They yeah. led. They were up. They were ahead, and they choked it all away. And that's why they went zero and three this week, including getting eliminated from the in season tournament by the Knicks. And I'm pretty sure a mutual friend of ours was extremely happy that his two favorite New York teams beat our two favorite DC teams in a span of three days. And we were at home for both of them too. Exactly. That's what makes it even worse. They were home <laughs> games, and right. we got spanked. Right, in both of them. So um, uh, the game that we're talking about now is the Knicks 120-99, but we're going to go back a little bit. So last week, if you want to watch us get real depressed, uh, you can see us collapse against the Raptors, and that kind of set the tone for this week. Um, and uh, the next game was against the Mavericks. Just real quickly, Mavericks beat us from the, the beginning all the way through, never really in doubt game. Um, you know, they're, they're a pretty decent team this year, the 9-3. and three. Um and then the next game, uh, you know, it started off not great. We're down 10 after one. It was a pretty even second. Uh, we we kind of tried to climb back into it in the third and then just got destroyed in the fourth quarter, right? So for a 120 to 99 uh, game in that one, uh, then tonight's uh, game against the Bucks, uh, we get outscored by four in the first. I'm like, ah, crap, it's a good game. Like, setting up all the scoring and all the different graphics so that way we can have live scoring during the the show and i left it up and uh you know uh people could watch you know how badly we're getting crushed at the beginning of that hockey segment but yeah just uh it was pretty close in the second 39 38 actually you know um you know overall uh but um uh, and in the third quarter we actually outscored them by three you know, so we're sort of cutting into it a little bit, but just in the fourth, once again, 
just got destroyed. I mean, we let them score 30-plus points in every quarter. Now, we did score about 30 in two of them, but we only scored 27 in the bookend quarters, right? And it's just, ultimately, we lost 142 to 129, but I, I just never felt like this game was in, in doubt. And um, at least Arun got to see a 42-point, 13-rebound, 8-assist game by Giannis. So I guess that's the one saving grace uh, for that. But any additional thoughts on any of those games? I mean, again, the the basic thing was the choke artist factor of this team. Like they would get a lead, it looked like they had it in the bag, and then suddenly they just deflated. They started missing shots, not scoring, not playing defense, and then they allowed the Mavericks to run away with it. They allowed the Knicks to run away with it. They caught up to the Bucks and finally had a lead. They had two times they were in the lead in this game when it was fifteen fourteen, and then later on in like early, late third quarter, early fourth quarter. They came back and got in the lead. But each time they couldn't hold on to it, they couldn't play defense. Giannis absolutely killed us with 42 points, uh, absolutely killed us. And not only did Giannis absolutely kill us in this one, uh, but but they had five they had five players, in, like six players in double figures, including Chris Middleton, who had 18. Brooke Lopez in the middle at 16. Beasley had 16. And Dame Dollar from the guard position had 22 and then off the bench, Bobby Portis had 17. So they had six players in double figures uh, on their side. And uh, as a team, they shot 50, uh, 59, almost 59% from the field and almost 38% from beyond the arc. So they're going to, and they shot 75% from the free throw line. So they did everything right. Offensive rebounds. They dominated on the offensive uh, rebound category, 16 to five. They had a, uh, more assists, but the the Wizards did dominate in one aspect, which is in the paint, 84 to 64 pay points. And that's what having to deal with Giannis and Lopez and Middleton as well. So to be able to outscore them in the paint, that's a that's something, but it wasn't enough. And just again, just back to the whole thing of uh, they just couldn't sustain leads. They couldn't sustain momentum. They couldn't keep things going. They're now at two and ten, and we shouldn't be surprised by this because we said this at the start when they traded away Bradley Beal, when they let uh, when they let a lot of guys go in free agency or in deals and stuff like that. This is a rebuild, and this is the the very nature and the very result of a rebuild is the fact that you've only won two games so far this season. You're already out of the in-game tournament and you're just struggling here. You're struggling, you're struggling, you're struggling. And now there's, there's memes on the internet about there's rumors that they might want to deal Jordan Poole. And it's like, okay, we haven't, what, what we, what have not, we, what have we not seen from Jordan Poole yet that everybody's already wanting to get him out of, out of, out of DC, you know, what are we not seeing? I mean, yeah, that's that's all I got. I mean, on this game, he scored 30 points, but yeah, you know, so 30 points in 33 minutes, and you know, two, four, six. You also had six players in double figures on our side, too. But again, when you're not, when you, you're getting that score, but you're not playing it's, defense, it's the defense, it's the fact that 129 points should be enough to win a basketball game, but you can't let up 142. I mean, 142 is a crazy number, like, you cannot allow for more than 130 points and expect to win a game. Exactly. I'm sorry, like even in today's NBA, like it's just like because you're probably not going to score over 130, you know. So like, you can't allow that. Like I think any game over 120, I think that's got to be your cap. It used to be 100 back when we were kids, you know. Exactly. But, but now, I, will, I will say this to Robbie. I will say this to Robbie. 
what I do, what I did like this week, what I did like this week was the rookie Bilal Koulibaly. That kid is starting to grow up and he's starting to really show me something in these, especially in these last three games. Like he has absolutely been really, really good. He had 12 points off the bench today in 25 minutes against uh, uh, the Bucks, but he's absolutely been really, really starting to step up his game. And I've really been impressed with what he's done against the Mavericks. He had how many points did he have? He had 10 points in 28 minutes, but he also had eight boards and two and two dimes against the Knicks. He, I think he did a lot better against the Knicks. Uh, he had, uh, Six points. So he didn't he didn't have do that much, but but he still made an impact, especially on the defensive end. So it's like he's starting to really come into his own in his in this uh the early part like of his the, rookie year. The four assists is good too. So, you know, it shows that he, he has good ball control and able to move the rock as well. So, you know, yeah. I think that that's important to look at. Let's look at the upcoming schedule a little bit. We're playing the Hornets, this team that we have beaten already, but also lost to in the one that mattered. Um, that one's going to be Wednesday at seven. Then we have our last in-season tournament game uh, against the aforementioned Bucks. It's an eight o'clock game on Friday, and then uh, the next day um, we're back home in Washington. Those two games are on the road, and that's going to be against the the Hawks. And um, uh, um, and uh, yeah, so that will be back home at seven o'clock. And then next Monday we have a Wizards versus uh, Pistons game. That'll be a live post game. Uh, so we'll have a post game for the Wizards and a pregame for the Capitals. Uh, both will be discussed during the show. Um, any thoughts about the upcoming week? Okay, so, well, the Hornets game, I think, is going to be a tough one because the Hornets just came off beating the Boston Celtics tonight. So they got some momentum coming in and they're at home, even though we were able to beat them at home earlier on in the season, just a couple weeks ago, actually, um, in the game that didn't count. Uh, but now, you know, again, it's a game that does, doesn't count, but we should be able to beat them at home again if we're able to play much better defense and keep in check someone like LaMelo Ball uh, and things of that nature. The Bucks game is going to be a tough one because, again, it's on the road. Uh, you've already just gotten destroyed by them in your own home court, and now you're facing them. You're tr- you're in, you got the extra added pressure of not being a winless team in this first ever in-season tournament. You want to get that at least one win to salvage what was a very poor showing in this tournament, but you're facing a team like the Bucks who are just so good. It's going to be really They're tough. They're going to want to win that so that way they can be number one in their group and there's going to be advantages you know, for them. So Exactly, exactly. And then and then what makes this, this schedule even tougher is that then you're going to go from Milwaukee and you're on a back-to-back. You're back home against the Hawks team that could have your number when it, come, when it comes down to, I mean, the Hawks, they, you never know what the Hawks can bring to the table. And again, being is a back-to-back and you're coming from Milwaukee back home, that's a tough pill to swallow. And then you get one day off before you get back out. And then you're on the road in Detroit on Monday night. So this schedule does not do a two and 10 Wizards team any favors. I can see maybe one win and that's the Hornets if at best and maybe the Pistons, but that's Friday, Saturday, I don't see them winning either one of those games. If they win one of those two games, I'll be pleasantly surprised. But I predict a one in three uh, week, or maybe the at best a two and two week, where they win, they book in it with the win in in Charlotte and a win in Detroit. But Friday and Saturday are losses. I, I, that's how I kind of see it too. I just feel bad 
They're on the road for Thanksgiving. They don't get to enjoy Thanksgiving. They'll probably get, you know, hopefully they'll get a win and, and feel good going into Thanksgiving, but could have to sandwich between two losses. You know, it's just, it's going to be um, just a tough week for Wizards fans. So I'm, I'm hoping for some exciting things, but, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't necessarily believe in it too much. I do want to pull up the standings um, for the in-season tournament uh, so we can talk about these groups just a little bit. Um, And uh, so we are in Group B again with the very bottom there. Uh, Hornets and Knicks only have one win, so we could salvage at least, you know, be, you know, being tied with some of these teams, if we are able to beat the the Bucks, the Bucks and the Heat have won uh, both of their games, uh, so they still have uh, two games remaining in their uh, thing. The Celtics are the top team in in their bracket. Uh, the Nets have played uh, three out of their four games. Uh, they're two and one. Magic are one and one. The Raptors are zero and one, and the Bulls are zero and two. Uh, the Pistons are also an 0-3 team in this tournament. The Hawks 1-1, Cavaliers 1-1, 76ers are 2-1 in theirs, and the Pacers are leading theirs with 2-0. and um, And the west side of things, the Kings are leading their bracket. Timberwolves are in second. Warriors uh, don't have any uh, – um, uh, sorry, they have a one win and one loss, and the Thunder have one win, two losses, and the Spurs have also not won a game in the tournament. Uh, the Pelicans are winning theirs. Uh, they uh, have two and one. They're tied with the Nuggets. Uh, the Rockets are one and one. The Mavericks and Clippers are both one and two. And the last group, the Lakers are actually leading theirs uh, with three and zero. Uh, the Jazz are two and one. The Suns are one and one. And the Trailblazers are one and two. And the Grizzlies are zero oh and three. Uh, so it's interesting that the Lakers, who a lot of people didn't think were going to necessarily be that good this year, uh, are the only three and zero team uh, so far. Uh, but the Bucks do have two games left of their tournament. Uh, they're playing against us um, on Friday, and then their last in-season tournament game is going to be on Tuesday against the Heat. Uh, so that'll be an interesting matchup uh, for sure. Any last thoughts on uh, the in-season tournament before we uh, switch gears? Very, very unique concept. Hopefully they bring it back next year, and hopefully the Wizards can do a lot better in at least the group stage and at least be able to get out of the group stage and put themselves in position to get into at least a knockout stage and stuff like that. But I think it's a very unique concept and I think it's a really good concept. And especially because I like the fact that not only do you have those in-season tournament games, but they also count towards the regular season record as well. So it's not like you're playing extra games to count towards an 82 game season. They're counting towards your overall record. So not only are you playing for the bragging rights of this tournament but you're also playing towards your positioning uh towards the playoffs even though it's early in the season but it still can be of of use to you uh later on in the season uh yeah so um i just wanted to talk about the the football game uh kansas city is right now up 17 to 14 uh, with 620 left uh in the fourth quarter um oh but they just did call this a touchdown uh so the eagles um uh, did just score there uh, and it's a one-yard rushing touchdown by Jalen Hurts. Hurts had a really nice run uh, earlier uh, in this half uh, to score a touchdown. This was another one of those push-the-pile things. I, I kind of hate this rugby move, but they they discussed it before the season, and they decided to let them keep it, uh, but it's just like they – That, that play actually has a name to it too, by the way. 
Yeah, it's called the Philly the Brotherly Shove. Brotherly Shove, that's what it is. Yeah. The Brotherly and, Shove. Jesus. Yeah. So they, they're able to score there with an extra point coming right now, and it is good. And they take a 24 to 17 uh lead with 620 left in the fourth. It's funny because the Eagles have never beaten Kansas City since um I think this is right as long as the brothers have both been uh, competing against each other. And Andy Reid has been the coach of Kansas city. Uh, so uh, it's a big game for the Eagles uh, for sure. Who did you have in this game? Um, I think I had Kansas city, but I'm keeping a very close eye on this because I'm in a very close game in fantasy and my opponent has a chief's defense and I have Butker. So right now I need nine points. So I need a 50 and a 40 plus a 50 plus and a 40 plus yard field goal from Butker. And I can beat my opponent. Otherwise I'm where I'm going to fall to defeat, but, um, Oh, I pick Kansas city and they're losing right now, but I pick Kansas city. Yeah. I think I picked Kansas city too. Hold on. Let me, let me see who I picked. I actually forgot. Cause I went back and forth on this one a lot and Oh no, I picked the Eagles. Interesting. Um, so, um, I was hoping to jinx them, but it's not working. Um, so, um, yeah, so I did pick the Eagles in this one. Uh, let me, and I forgot I'm still screen sharing here. Um, let me switch gears, uh, real quick and just say, I want to give a quick little shout out to the Ravens for getting a big win over Cincinnati. Unfortunately, Cincinnati's uh, quarterback, uh, went down for the rest of the season. Um, and uh, I think he was injured before that game. What were some of your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, they, they, I think the league is looking into it because of the fact that there was uh, there was a post that was that was put on the Bengals Twitter account, now known as X, and it was removed, but it was showing uh, Joe Burrow with the arm some something on his on his on his hand. Uh, but it was promptly removed, and so, but yet he didn't show up on any injury reports. But then in this game, he did suffer that torn ligament in his wrist, which cost him the season. So I think the league's going to definitely look into that because if he was injured coming into this one and didn't show up on an injury report, that's bad news for the franchise itself, and that just put that put their franchise quarterback in real jeopardy and put him in a position to get hurt. And that's going to hurt a lot of fantasy football teams, myself included, because two of my fantasy teams had him as a starter. And now I have to ride with Justin Herbert in one and Sam Howell in the other uh, for the rest of the season. So go me. <laughs> but I think this is one that we got to keep an eye on because I think that the, the Bengals, they they messed up somewhere where he, if he was really hurt and he wasn't on the injury report, it's going to come out and they're going to pay dealer. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. I'm going to switch gears uh, real quickly and um, change the graphic um, and uh, oops, sorry. Um, and let me turn this one on and change it to the uh, no spots graphic. Let people know what's uh, happening in the world of wrestling uh, this week um, and uh, what's going on in your upcoming show and what happened last week on your show. Okay, so this week we have, uh, well, this past week we had AEW's Full Gear, uh, which had an 11-match card between its pre-show, Zero Hour, and the regular show, uh, which was really, really good. We had a lot of reactions that didn't go the entire way because we didn't have a lot of activity on either feed that we had. So I ended up going and enjoying a nice cigar and some and a, a nice alcoholic beverage on my back porch uh, while watching the rest of the event and stuff like that. But uh, this week on the podcast, 
podcast, we will be recapping that as well as previewing the upcoming Survivor Series match. I mean, a Survivor Series show, uh, which is featuring two War Games matches. Uh, also, uh, this week, uh, Wednesday, on our Twitch channel, and it'll show up on our on our podcast feed on Thursday, myself and Sage will be recapping the first two nights of World Tag League 2022. The 2023, the tournament began this morning, Monday, uh, at, in Tokyo, Corquin Hall with A-block action. We will then, they will then turn around and have B-block action, and myself and Sage will be recapping both nights and then getting you ready for six events over the next eight days, including starting at on Thanksgiving Day with a block action all the way until the following Wednesday, and then we're back at next Thursday. But that's that's some of the big things going on in wrestling right now is that we just have full gear. Where Will Osprey, who's still currently um, contracted to New Japan Pro Wrestling, has officially signed with AEW, but did ask to ha- to be able to finish his commitment with New Japan up until Feb- February before he joins All Elite Wrestling f- properly. So that happened on Saturday as well as MJF successfully defending both the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships and the AEW World Championship in the main event. The tag titles were in the zero hour as the main event in the zero hour. So, again, we'll be talking about that. Survivor Series is coming up with war games right now. The, well, the uh, the go-home show to Raw is about to end right about now, uh, and we'll be talking about that as well as SmackDown and everything else. Uh, this coming Saturday, we're going to have a midday edition of the podcast uh, to get you ready for the live reactions to Survivor Series exclusively on our Twitch channel. Make sure you check out the podcast partners button on sportsothp.com to listen to the audio because the audio you can find there or you can find it on Spotify or Amazon Music uh, to hear on not only this upcoming episode but previous episodes as well. Yeah, definitely everyone check out the uh, Twitch channel. Uh, I'm going to do a champ command right now uh, so people can find it easily. It's also in the show notes. Um, and it, it's also on our uh, Team Sports OTHP. If you click there, you can find all of the links to all the different um, um, avenues to follow them on Facebook and other stuff. And uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's a great show. I, I highly recommend uh, people go check out uh, the wrestling uh, podcast and the sports podcast. And uh, champ, I appreciate you always uh, for you know, bringing it, even though, um, you know, it's not such a fun time to talk about it. My dog wants to go out so bad. No. <laughs> um, anyway, this game is really close. Um, it's, uh, I'm going to let people go and check it out. We're going to rate out in a second. Uh, but thank you so much for being a, a part of this uh, podcast and all the podcasts the last um, bunch of seasons. It's, it's been fun to have you as a part of this team. Uh, I know that uh, Tim is out. Uh, he, he has a big week next week. Um, and uh, he's uh, on a trip uh, going out to uh, Ohio and a room was out the game. So, but I really appreciate you for being able to bring it down and uh, God, she's so annoying. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's been a fun night. I'm happy we got to break down all the hockey stuff. I'm, I am going to end the audio podcast here and then we're going to figure out somebody to raid. Uh, but uh, champ, any final thoughts before we let the uh, audio podcast go? Uh, just hopefully the commanders don't absolutely embarrass themselves on uh national TV on Thanksgiving. Hopefully, they make it at least competitive enough, even if they lose. but that's all we got. Hopefully they can do something. Hopefully the Wizards can turn it around. Let's go Caps. Let's go Wizards. Hail to the Commanders and all that good stuff. And Yoki Genyo, sayonara. 
So this is uh, episode um, number 322, going streaking with the Caps. Uh, the Caps have won four in a row. Uh, and the Commanders and the Wizards are on a losing streak. Uh, but uh, hopefully we can get that right this week. And uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in on the audio podcast and uh, on the um, uh, Facebook feed. I'm going to end that right now. I uh, hope you guys have a great week, and we'll see you guys next week.